Hey, Boker Tov, today's daf is daf Mem Dalid in Sukkah, daf Mem Dalid. <coughs> We're up to the uh, eighth, seventh line, and uh, daf Mem Dalid from the top of the page. Again, we're learning for four shleim for Yosef Asriel Ben Chaim Michal. I'm only a bayel Rabba. Maishna lulav davdin le shiva zechel migdash. Maishna Rabba the law of dinin le shiva zechel migdash. Today we know that we take the lulav seven days, obviously excluding Shabbos, but basically we take it for seven days. Why zechel migdash? Because in the base of Migdash, the mitzvah was to take it all seven days, as it says, even though outside of the base of Migdash, the mitzvah at the time of the base of Migdash was only one day. That's the mitzvah Doraisa. And why by the Arava do we only take it one day? We only do one day, we only do on Hashanah Rabbah. We don't take the Arava the other days. So why is that? After all, aren't they both Doraisas? So his first answer was, Rabbi said, you know why? Because you could be yotzer with the arava when you take the lulav, right? You have arava in the lulav anyway, so when you take the lulav yotzer there. Amalei ahu mishum lulav with a kavod lay there. You're bringing the kind the mitzvah lulav. The mitzvah lulav says we'll kach mechem beyom rishon priyet zara kapas tomorrow. Anafes elvis v'ravi nochal. It all goes together. That's part of the mitzvah of the lulav and the lulav and esrog, not because of the arava. Bechitim the kamagvule v'harah magvule. Maybe you'll say I'll tell you what you do. First, you pick up the lulav to kind the mitzvah lulav and esrog. And and Hadassim and Aravos. And then you pick it up another time to be Mekayim the Mitzvah of Aravos. So maybe Aravos also we're doing seven days. We're not just doing it on Hashanah Rabbah. We're doing it all seven days. We see each day we're not doing that. And what happens every day? Every day we don't take it. We don't pick it up twice. We pick up the Lulav once, Mekayim the Mitzvah, and that's it. And you put it down. You give it to somebody else. Yes, you might hold it during Halul, but for the Mekayim the Mitzvah, you only pick it up basically once. So we don't do that. So we're back to our question, why Bizman Hazer do we only do Aravas one day? We do Hoshana Rabba one day, we take the Arava by itself. And the uh, Lulav we take all seven days. Omrav's Vid Nishmei the Rava. So he gave this answer. Lulav is the Raisa. Since Lulav is Menatoh Rav, Din and Shiva, Zechel Amigdash, Since Lulav is basically the Raisa, so Zechel Amigdash, we do it all seven days. Because in the base of Migdash, it was seven days Menat Torah and one day Doraisa, but since it's basically Doraisa, so we do seven days Echlamish. Our Rav, which is only Drabbanan, that's the Gemara says the first answer. We already said that's not the case, but our Rav, Drabbanan, Lavdin and Shivan Zechlamish, so we don't do it. Since our Rav is only basically Drabbanan, so we, there's no, we don't, we're not that Machma, we don't do Zechlamish just seven days. But Lulav is Doraisa, so we do Zechlamish just man and says seven days. The Gemara says, man, who says our Rav is Drabbanan? According to whom? Ilema la Abishol, Abishol we have for Dhamma Arve Nochal, because if it says Arve Nochal, plural, willows of the brook, plural, right? Two of them, Achaz Lulabachas Migdash. so it's a favorite Pasuk. Arve Nochal teaches me that Arava is the Oraisa, it's a Pasuk. So how can you say it's Rabbanan? Olor il Rabbanan, the Rabbanan say, okay, it's not learned out of the Pasuk of Arve Nochal, Hilchasakamir, it's Allah Hamash Messina, Dhamma Rabbasim Rabbi Yochanan, we're going to quote this several times on this daf. Mishum Rab Nechunya Ish Bikas Beischarim from the, in the name of Rab Nechunya, a Tana from from Bikas Beischaros in that place. Esther Natias says three of of the many alochas in Sinai. Esther Natias Arava and Isachemaim. These three alochas. We had this before. If you had to have ten ten uh, saplings that you're that you planted in a space uh, of a beisah, which is the which is the amount, and they're equally spaced, so it's the amount necessary to grow these. You're allowed to uh, to treat them. And maintain them right up until Shemitah. Not in more than maintain. We'll see in, in Shemitah you can even maintain other things too. But it means you're allowed to um, improve them 
and you're allowed to irrigate them, etc., um, up right up until Shemitah. You don't have to be machmer 30 days before or back to Pesach time for other things. So Esenatias, that that this that you can that you can plant ten saplings in an area of a of a of a, of a base saw, uh, uh, an area of like uh, twenty five hundred square amos, and uh, and you could and, and you can treat them and may, and uh, improve them and um, cultivate them uh, up until mamish until Rosh Hashanah, like in two week two three weeks when we're going to have Rosh Hashanah up until Rosh Hashanah of Shemitah and the halacha of Arava which we're talking about here, and that you take their rubber in the base of Megdush, and Nisoch HaMayim, and that they, they did the uh, water libation every day during Sukkot, those halachas are not the favorite in the Torah, but the halachal Mashem but the point is that a rubber, whether it's a Pusik based on Arve Nachal, or whether it's a halachal Mashem either way, that's a Doraisa. So how can you say that, oh, the reason why we take Lulav today seven days is why? Because that's a Doraisa. Our Rav is a Drabbanan, so we only do one day of Shana Rabbah. We only do the seventh day. What are you talking about? Rav is also Doraisa. Ella Om Rav Zvid, Rav, this is the reason. Lulav de Isla'ikim Vulan. In the Torah itself, it told us that the Lulav you take one day throughout the world. The base of Mikdash finds seven days. But there's the, lulav is has a source in the Torah that it's outside the base of Mikdash. Bigvula means even in all of Eretz Yisrael. So Avdin Le Shiva. Gvulim does not mean you know excluding Chutzlar. It just means that it's outside of the base of Mikdash. Gvulim usually means in Eretz Yisrael, but it means out, anywhere outside the base of Mikdash. So lulav, which has a mitzvah, a source in the Torah to take it even outside the base of Mikdash. So Avdin and Shiva Zechel Mikdash. So it's it's like more prominent, as more as as more chashuv, and therefore we take it. We Zechel Mikdash. We take it Bismanazet also. Arava the Lesleik and Menatarbik Vun. Arava was only in the time of the the Allah, whether it's Allah Moshmisina or Pasik. What was the Arava in the times of Mikdash? Only that the Kohanim at the base of Mikdash put the Aravas around the Mizbeach, but it wasn't done outside the Mizbe outside the base of Mikdash. So Arava the Lesleik and Menatarbik Vulan. It has no source to do it outside of the base of Mikdash, within the boundaries of Israel. Lo'avdin and Shiva Zechel Mikdash. That's his answer. In other words, Bismanazay, we take the Lula of all seven days. Why Zechel Mikdash? Menatari only take it the first day of Yantif, right? First day of Yantif. Uh, and we said Menatari take it even on Shabbos, even if the first day of Yantif was, was Shabbos. Today, we only we don't take it, as we said, because Shemi Avrenuk Dalav Shusarabim and in Chutzlars, they didn't know what, for sure what day it was. So they made the Gzair even on the first day in Chutz Laaretz. And we saw yesterday at the top of this page that in Eretz Yisrael they stopped doing it also. Shaloyu Agudas Agudas, you shouldn't have different groups. So they made the Takana that in Eretz Yisrael also they shouldn't take it after the time of the base Migdish. Even when there was, we said a Bezdin, even when there was a Bezdin after the time of the base Migdish and they were Makanish Chodesh and they knew when, when the, uh, definitely when Tesvav. Uh, Tishrei was still because in Chutzlars they didn't take the Luluv on the first day of Sukkot if it came out on Shabbos. The same thing in Eretz Yisrael. Unfortunately, say, well, what do you mean? There's many times if it's a different city, there's no rule about a Godus or Godus. You know, one city might make Shabbos early, one made Shabbos late, different Minhagim, that's okay. But here was when they made the original Takana, they wouldn't, the Rabbana wouldn't make the Takana in such a way that there would be different Agudas. It's one thing, if it works out that way, they made Halachas, but, but to make an original Takana, they wouldn't do it with two different, two different ways. So they shouldn't have Agudas, Agudas, uh, problem of Los Escoter that we had the Pasuk in Re'eh a couple of weeks ago. So, um, so that's our answer. 
our, our answer is that what's the, why our rubber we only do one day today and Lulav seven days? Because Lulav had an eker in the Torah even in the time of the base of Middash. <coughs> From the Torah it says, take the Lulav outside the base of Middash also, even though it's only one day in the Torah, but you took the Lulav outside the base of Middash. So we keep it Lezech for seven days. That's how it was done in the base of Middash. But our had no source outside. Our rubber was never taken outside the base of Middash. Only inside the base of so therefore one day is good enough. Amr Shlakish. Kornam Bali Mumas Rashlakish said that how is this procedure with the Arava done? He says, Kornam Bali Mumas, even the Kornam who were blemished, in other words, Kornam who cannot do the regular vote in the base of Megdash, they go, even they can Nichnasan Bain Ulamazbech, they can go into the area between the Ulamazbech. The Ulam is the, uh, the ante room, the, uh, the, 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 like the room before uh, the, the, the hallway, before the uh, base of Megdash, before the uh, the um, Mishkan itself, or before the base of Mikdash, before the uh, the the Hechal um, itself in the base of Mikdash. So that area, Bali women are never supposed to hang around there because that's when you do the avoda, the sprinkling, etc. But over here, the Bali women are allowed to take part in the arava. They enter between the ulamas beach, kidei lotzes barava, which again shows you since they uh, they they um, we discussed yesterday, did they walk around the mizbeach? Or did this, it was just like one person who stuck the, one coin took the uh, rubber and stuck him on the Mizbech. Or did they walk around? If here it's Mashma, that he says, the Kornim, who were even Bali Mumin, were allowed to go between the Mizbech. That means, why did they have to go between the Mizbech? Because they had to surround it. They had to walk around it. So it's Mashma over here that they, they, they ran around it like we do, like make the Akafas. They went around the Mizbech. So the Kornim Bali Mumin are allowed to go between the Mizbech. Could they lots of Sparava to be Yotze, you know, to fulfill their obligation? So, Amalei Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan said to his colleague Rishlakish, remember where he had been Makarov and throughout Shas, we have the Machlokas between Yochanan and Rishlakish. Me, Amr, who said that? Who said that? What, what are you talking about? So the Gemara says, Me, Amr, what do you mean? Uh, who said that? It's like a kash, like he, the Gemara assumed, but he says, Me, Amr, who says that it's Bechlal a mitzvah? Because it says over here, Lots of you have to be Yodzei. Who said that? And so uh, Rabbi Yechon said, who said that? Who said it's such a mitzvah that they, they're to be outside the mitzvah, they do such and such and such and such. It's mashma that they, that it's, uh, you're assuming that it's a chov, that they have to do it. Who said that? So the Gemara says, what do you mean? Who says that it's a chov? Mi Amra. Is Rabbi Yechon asking him, who says that it's an obligation? Mi Amra ha'il Amra. Rabbi Yechon himself was the one who said it. We just said it a few lines before. Dom Rabbi Yechon. These three things, among many other things, 50, 40, 50, these things are also So what do you mean? Who said that it's an obligation? Rabbi Yochan himself said it's an obligation. And he says, no. When Rabbi Yochan said to Rosh Lakesh, who said that? He meant this. Who says that you have to take it in your hand? In other words, take it in your hand and walk around with it, which is what? Rashlakish said that even Balai Mumin can take it, it can be Yotze there and walk around with it. Who says that it's, that's how it's done? Maybe it's simply one Kohen comes and takes and sticks a bunch of twigs of the, uh, of the Aravas on the Mizbeach. But it doesn't mean that you have to walk around it. And you say the, even the, the Kohen who are blemished can walk between the Ulam Mizbeach as they surround, as they walk around the Mizbeach. Who says that you have to take it in your hand? Maybe it's Beskifa. Now, we had this discussion yesterday. Is it Beskifa? Is it simply sticking, sticking like, uh, uh, you know, uh, beautifying the Mizbech by, by surrounding the Mizbech with these branches? Or is it walking around with it? So he says, who says it's Benatil? Maybe it's only Beskifa. We came out yesterday. The assumption was that it's Benatil, but there was a Machlokas. 
So he says, and me Amr Bali Mumun, who says that Bali Mumun are allowed to do that? Dilma Batsmimim. Maybe only Kohanim who are unblemished are allowed to do that. Maybe uh, a blemished anim, blemished Kohanim are not allowed to take part in this at all. So who says that uh, that they're allowed to? That's the that's what Rabbi Yochanan asked him. Okay. So Rabbi Yochanan disagreed. He says he wasn't sure that they walked around with it, and, and, and whoever did do it probably maybe was a Kohen who was who wasn't a Balmum. So that's where Rabbi Yochanan took issue with the Rosh Lakish. So again, you see, like we saw yesterday, Machlokas, whether they took it in their hands and walked around with it and shook it and waved it, or they say simply that they stuck it in the, uh, on the edges of the Mizbeach. In Rabbi Yochanan Shumalevi, another Machlokas we have, Echad Omar, what is the halacha of Arava? Right, one says Arava is a Yesod Nevi'im. Yesod Nevi'im means that Chagai, Zechariah, and Malachi the the end of the Nevi'im, they were they were among those who were, who made the decrees and the Anshei Knesset. They were part of the Anshei Knesset Agdola. So he says it was a Yisod, as a foundation, meaning it was among the Takanos, the Arava that we do is was a Takana of the Nevi'im. In other words, it's like a a, a Takana, and uh, we'll see. And you have to make a bracha. It's like a halacha drabanan. You make a you make a bracha on many things that are drabanans, right? Uh, brachas are drabonan uh, in general. Brachas brachas the are drabonan, uh, and any mitzvah you say hallow, hallow is a drabonan. So you make a bracha. They made a takana. No, it wasn't really a takana at all. It was a minig when the neviim were around. Those neviim, they 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 made it a custom among the people uh, to to do the arava, like uh, you know, they made it a custom. But it wasn't a takana, a specific takana. And then afkamina is that you don't have to make a bracha. Right, it's not even in the Bechlal Rashi says lolo saser. Why do we make a bracha? Chacham said to do something, so you have to do that. If you're if you don't do it, you're really over in a derisa of lo saser. But you have to make a bracha if they made a takana. If they didn't make a takana, it's just a minute. You don't have to make a bracha. Who said which? Rabbi Yochanan and So the obvious kasha is, what do you mean? It's a minig neviim or it's a takanas neviim? You just said it's a derisa, right? That, that kasha will come to in a second. To stand Rabbi Yochanan who the Amr Yisod neviim. Let's prove that Rabbi Yochanan was the one who said that it was a foundation of neviim, meaning it was a decree. Damar of Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yisod neviim. Oh, Rabbi Yochanan said the name of Rabbi Yochanan that Rabbi is Yisod neviim. To stand, say that's a good proof. So Rabbi Yochanan in the Machlokes, Rabbi Yochanan Mishuvalevi, who said what? Fine, Rabbi Yochanan said that it was a. Takana. It was the Yisod, a foundation that made a Takana, and you have to make a bracha. And Rabbi Shubalevi said, no, it was only a minute. Amr of Zeh Bavu, Rabbi Zeh said, Mi Amr Rabbi Yochanachi, did Rabbi Yochanachi really say this, that it's only Yisod to be in? Rabbi Yochanachi, Shem Nechon, Ish, This is the third time that this is mentioned on this daf today. How can you say that it was a, a Yisod, it was a Takana of the Nevi'im? What do you mean it's a Takana? It's a Doraisa. He said it's a Loch That's a Doraisa. Halacha Mosh Messina said Daraisa no less than a favorite Shapasik. It's just different ways to learn Daraisa. Rav Asher has like, you know, 18 rules about what's Daraisa. Even, even a Svara is a Daraisa. Right? So this is a Daraisa. So what are you talking about? The Takana, the Chagay Sechari Malachi, the Anshe Knesset Dola made a Takana. It's a Daraisa. Ishtomem Keshachar. Pasik and Daniel has brought down many times that he was stunned for a moment. He didn't have an answer. He couldn't think of the answer. Right, we said uh, you said it's a you just said that it's a so neviim. Rabbi Yochanan said the favorite shit's a deraisa. So the Amr, and then he really he he, he uh, composed himself and he caught himself. Amr, no, I'll tell you what happened. It was really a deraisa, but shachachum they forgot it. They forgot about it. They forgot about it after the basin. But and then they reinstituted it. It was forgotten about. But when was it forgotten about? When they went to Bavel, it was forgotten about. And they, after the churban. 
and then they forgot about it, and then uh, when they came back to Israel, they forgot that particular locha. So the Nevi'im reinstituted it as a takana. But what it means is that they reinstituted it as a takana, meaning a takana at the time of the second base of Migdash, it was a daraisa. It was still it was still lachlamash misinai, but they reinstituted what was originally a lachlamash misinai. That's what Rabbi answered. That's what Rabbi Yochanan said that it was a that uh, he said in the Yochanan that the Nevi'im reinstituted they instituted it. So it's a gzera. So he means they reinstituted it. It was a halachim hashmasina. They forgot about it when they went to Bob and they came back. Okay, and then they reinstituted it. But it was really derisive. Like the Maramir Yochanan Hachi. Did Rabbi Yochanan really say that? That, that, that it was a reinstitution of Rabbi Yochanan? Rabbi Yochanan said, and I'm going to explain this the way Rosh explains it. He says, the lachon amri, I said, which is yours, the lahoni. It's really theirs. What does that mean? Rashi, two different things. Rashi learns that Rabbi Yochanan said to his, uh, Rav Kana was a student of his, and he was very sharp, and he ran, ran away from Eretz Yisrael. He ran away from Babel. He came to Eretz Yisrael because he was under, uh, he was being chased by the police in Babel because he had uh, apparently had killed somebody. There was some, he killed a guy or something. He ran away, and he came there, and he saw, and he answered many questions that Rabbi Yochanan and Eretz Yisrael had. And Rabbi Yochanan has, Rashi explains this, that Rabbi Yochanan was of the opinion that when they went to Babel, you know, under the tier of, the, the, of going into Golis, they forgot some halachas. But in Eretz Yisrael, he says, you in Eretz Yisrael, you didn't have the problem of going into Golis, so you were like in a stronger position. You didn't forget halachas. So, so when Rav Kana reminded him about this halacha of, of uh, a, a different halachas that he reminded him of, in other words, he told them about different halachas that uh, apparently were forgotten in Eretz Yisrael, but the Babylonians had remembered it. So Rabbi Yochanan, the Lachon, he told the people in Eretz Yisrael, I thought it's yours, those halachas are yours, that you didn't forget about them because you didn't have to go into Babel, to Lahoni, it's theirs. They went into Bavel, they still the Torah with them. The Pasuk says the Mazgir, you know, the, the, that the Hacherish um, Mazgir went with, in, in Golis with Nechanya years before. They all went into Golis to prepare the yeshivas for them. In other words, in Eretz Yisrael, in Bavel, they learned very well. Moshek says, uh, they made the Muhammad Shel Torah. Rashi goes on explanation. In other words, so you see Rabbi Yochanan says the last line in Rashi on the page. So Rabbi Yochanan, they didn't forget. So how could Rabbi Yochanan have said, oh, well, what he meant was that he re- when Rabbi Yochanan said that the Nevi'im instituted Arava, it's because they had forgotten about it when they went into Bavel, and then when they came back, and then uh, they forgot about it when they came back uh, and they made the base of Migdash uh, after the Golis Bavel, and uh, the Chagas Remecha reinstituted it. What do you mean? They didn't forget the halachas when they met the Bible. That's how Rashi learns the Gemara. You in Eretz Yisrael, you might say in Eretz Yisrael, I thought the Torah was yours. The Lahoni, it's really theirs. They haven't forgotten anything. That's how Rashi learns the, the Kasha. Tosurveyachanah learned the whole thing differently. He says that what he means was, the Lahoni, the Pirish, Hachachem Shalachem, right? You're telling the Chachamim. You know, as Rabbi Yochanan told the people in Babel, Again, this is Rav Kana, like who had come back from Bavel, running away from Bavel, came to Eretz Yisrael. He said, "I, Delahon Amri, Delahoni, your people in Bavel say that it's the Drabonan, that it's the Lahoni, that it's only a Takana Drabonan." Notice how could you, you said Rabbi Yochanan said they forgot it. Your answer was that there was originally a Lachlamash Misinai. Oh, they forgot it and they reinstituted. What do you mean they forgot? Rabbi Yochanan said that told the people in Bavel, like the people of Bavel, like Rav Kana. The Lachon army, your people say, the Lachoni, it's a Bechlal Drabonan. 
that it was basically Takonas Nevi'im. Takonas Nevi'im is actually stronger than Stama, Allah Drabbanan, but it's still like a Drabbanan, it's not a Doraisa. That bubbles again. What the Kashi is, what is Arava? Arava, the one Rabbi Yechon says, it's Halachim as we see. On the other hand, it was instituted by the Nevi'im. So which one is it? Uh, which one is it? You can't say they forgot it and they remembered it and bubbled. According to Rashi, they didn't forget stuff. And even Rabbi Yochanan, and according to the Tosis and Rabbi Yochanan's shot is, Rabbi Yochanan said that you guys say it's Bechal Drabonan. So what's going on? It's low kasha. Kan Mikdash, Kan very simple. In the base Hamikdash, the Halachal Mashmisinai was that it was in the base Hamikdash. Only in the base Hamikdash it was taken. The Gvulin in the Sodnavim was that they took it like we took it. Take it today. We take it outside of the base of Migdash. We also take the Arabas. That's why we have, that's why we know it. Gashan Araba. So that's a very simple thing, a very simple very answer. Rabbi Yochran said, it's Allah Hamashim Sinai. Yeah, in the base of Migdash was Allah Hamashim Sinai. This that we take it outside the base of Migdash, right? That we take it outside the base of Migdash. That's how, that, that was the institution of, of the, of the Nevi'im. And it's Mashmah that the Sodnavim was that, um, maybe even all seven days. Right, they took it in the base of Migdash was all seven days. That was Loch Mishmi Sinai, and maybe in, in the base in the time of the base of Migdash, the second base of Migdash, maybe they took it throughout Eretz Yisrael. Big Vulin usually means throughout Eretz Yisrael. Today we only take it one day, like we said before, since it was never the Oraisa outside the base of Migdash. So we only do Gzechel Migdash only one day. Amravami, how do you take the Arava? What is the Arava? We know. We take the lulav, we put down the lulav on the Hashanah and we pick up the Aravas. And the Aravas today are usually made with five, uh, five um, uh, twigs. Amrav Ami, Aravat Sri Hashir. He says, number one, it needs a minimum measure. There's a minimum measure for how each, for the Arava. Technically, you could take one Arava. Aravas, take one, right? You take one. Zechel Migdash, take one. But he says it takes a minimum shear. Then it's the elf now. So you got to take it by itself. You can't take it as part of the lulav. You know, uh, just, I'm holding the lulav anyway. I got, I got a rubbish in there. No, it's got to be taken by itself. You're not yotze with the arava in the lulav. So the Gemara says, Since it says it's got to be taken by itself, aren't the second and third things the same? Okay, one thing is it's got to have minimum shear, fine. Then you say it's taken by itself, and you're not yotze with the one in the lulav. So what, what do you mean by that? <laughs> if you say, once you say that it's got to be taken by itself, obviously you can't take it with, together in the lulav. That's only if you didn't pick it up twice. You know, let's say you picked it up once for the lulav, and once you picked it up for the, for the arava, I may think that's okay. I might think, where do you say you're taken by itself? That's only when well, you didn't take it up twice. You pick it up twice. But I think you pick it up a second time. In honor of the Arava, Yerod said, "By Kamash Mulan, that it, that no, that you got to take it by itself. Meaning, not only does it be taken by itself as as a separate mitzvah. That's what you might say, But you might think, yeah. But if I took it in the lulav a second time, I first picked up the lulav and I said, "I'll lulav," and then I picked up the Arava to be kind of the mitzvah of Arava, Zechel Migdash. I might think that's okay, Kamash No, no, no. You can't do it together with the lulav. You got to keep it separately. Okay. No, you got you to keep it separate from the lulav. The lulav is one thing, this is something else. Can you take the arava out of the lulav? After all, you're usually finished with the lulav at that point, unless you're taking it home for your wife or she has her own, whatever. But uh, can you take it out of there? We'll see. Technically, maybe you could. He says, you could be yotze with the arava in the lulav. It could very well be this is the same machlokas. Does it need eged or not? If it needs an eged, it's all part together. You can't be yotze with one. If, he, if it doesn't need an eged, 
So what's the big deal? So you're holding them all, they're like separate things, and you could be Yotze that way. You could be Yotze with the one in the Lulav. In other words, as if to say, you don't have to take it out or pick up a separate one. You can use the one that's in the Lulav. Okay, maybe he means that, uh, that he doesn't need Eged, and therefore if it's not attached anyway, it's like you're holding several separate things. Kamashur, how, how much, what's the Shir? Arm of Nachman. What's the shear? It's not measured in centimeters or whatever. Gimel about the olam. Gimel You have to have three twigs with uh, moist uh, leaves on them. That's Rav Nachman. Rav Sheisam Rafilo Ola Echad Ubar Echad. Even one leaf and one twig. Ola Echad Ubar Echad. What do you mean? One leaf by itself and one twig with no leaves on it? A, tw- uh, a leaf by itself, you can't see it all. Even if you had one twig with one leaf on it, that's good. Okay, we try to make it nicer. We put five together, try to get pretty ones to be in the midst of etc. But when he said you need three, what's that concept of three? So the Mepharshim say, I'll tell you why you need what, what concept of three. Because if you hold that Lulav doesn't need an Eged, so uh, that means that you really could be Yotze with the two that you're holding on the Lulav. You're holding Lulav, and let's say you don't need an egg. You don't have to be tied together. We, we do it to, for, for Noi, for beauty, for Zekili Van Veyu, but technically you don't have to be egg. So if they're not tied together, uh, why can't you just be Yotze with the two like Rav Chista said? So he says, therefore, he says you need three to show that it's not part of the Lulav. In other words, now that you're doing it, now that you're being kind of Mitzvah Rabbah, show that that Rabbah is special because if you hold like we do, that Arava is two, you take two Aravas, right? Three Adas from two Aravas. So you take three Aravas at least to show that it's different. Today, the minute is usually take five. Okay, it's always different. Omar Ivo. Ivo said, Now, Ivo, Rashi says, was Arav's father. That was his the father's name, was Ivo. Uh, Rav's father was Ivo. And he says, I used to learn before And a person brought Arava to him, showed one Arava. Shuckle, he took it, chavit, chavit, he waved it around, he shook it, chavit usually means he beat it, like we beat it also, but it usually just means he, he waved, Rashi doesn't mean he waved it. For low baruch, he didn't make a bracha. What is the point of he saying? I says, I was, I was learning by Reb Lazar, Reb Tzadok, I was learning in Reb Tzadok, and a person brought him an Arava, and he took it, for low baruch, he didn't make a bracha, ksavar minig he held the bismanazer, it's only a minig Even in the time of the Beis Amigdash, as we said, it was only taken in the Beis Amigdash, right? Outside the Beis Amigdash, that's the, uh, that's was either a minig devim or yisod devim. But since he didn't make a bracha, it shows it was only a minig devim, which is what we do today. We don't make a bracha on the arava. Now, Ivo v'chizkia b'nei barse derav. Now here he tells us that Ivo and Chiskia were the grandsons of Rav, Rav's daughter's sons. Before we said Ivo was the father of Rav. The answer is this is a different Ivo. This is the first Ivo's great grandson. Ivo, the original Ivo, had a son Rav. He had a daughter. And his daughters, two children, were named Ivo and Chizkia. So you see, again, they named after great-grandparents, right? So, Ivo and Chizkia, B'nei Barsei, to Rav. Aisu Arav, come in Rav, Yavonim Arava. Chavit, Chavit, again, he waved around. Velobar, he didn't make a bracha. The same thing, Sava, Minig, Nevi'im, who. He also held that it was a Minig, Nevi'im. And, um, or did I skip something? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I repeated the same thing over again. No, 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 that's right. Okay, right. First, there was a story with the great grandfather Ivo, who who was in front of in front of Rablazar of Tzadok, and they brought him, and a man brought him a rava, and he made it, and he did it without a bracha, and and his and his great grandson, his great grandsons, one of them who's named after him, Ivo and Chizkia, 
also Isa Rav Lekamei to Rav brought in front of Rav their grandfather, right? Chavit Chavit Filobarach again. He went like his father. He didn't make a bracha because I'm admitting the beam like his father, like I, like like Ivo, his father had learned from Rav Lazar Tzadok. Rav also went went with that same opinion. And he honored his father, who learned from his Rebbe, and he followed the same opinion. He held it was a minig, and he didn't make a bracha. Amr Ivo. Have a kamina to Rabbi Lazar. This apparently is the first Ivo, who was in front of Rabbi Lazar of Tzadik, like he was before. Asla kamehu gavra. A man came before Rabbi Lazar of Tzadik. It's another thalch that we see from him. Amalei. And this, this is apparently brought down because the story was with Ivo telling stories that he learned from his Rebbe. But it happens to be that this, this particular halacha that's brought down is very germane to us right now. At, uh, at the end of Tafshin Payala. So what happens? Ivo said, I was in front of Lazar Batsadak, Asla Kame came in front of Mahugavra, Amale Karaisa Isli. I've got cities, I'm a wealthy man. I have cities, and meaning I own the cities with the, the villages, and people are all work for me. The whole city belongs to me. Karmel, I have vineyards, Zaysashle, I have olives, but Asu B'nai Karsa, and the people from these cities who basically work for me, they hold the, the, the vineyards, and we're talking about in Shemitah, and they eat uh, the olives. In other words, in payment for hoeing it, they're eating my olives. Now this is, took place in Shemitah. Is this proper or not? I'm not really laying out money, but it's mine. The fields are mine. They're working for me. They're doing hoeing for me during Shemitah. And... I'm paying them from the, from the produce themselves. In other words, it, the olives are mine. And I'm paying them with Shemitah olives. Is that proper or improper? It's improper. It's improper. You're not allowed to do business with the money of Shviyas. Now, we'll talk about the issue of is, is the hoeing proper or not during Shemitah. But the, the issue here was that you can't pay them. You're, you're, you're doing business with, it, with the fruits. You gotta, it has to be hefker, and you're not allowed to do business with them. You're doing business with them. You're paying them. You're using, them for your, using your own olives to pay them. It's improper. So the man heard that, and he was, he was leaving. He started to leave. Omar, what did, what did this Rablazar uh, Rabsaruk say? Rablazar Rabsaruk said, I've been living here for uh, Memshan. I've been living in this land as long as I've been living in this land for 40 years. Memshan and below Chamisi Bar Inish, and I never saw a man, Mahalach Ba'archan the Teknan Kedain. I never saw a man going in the proper way like this man. Like this man that just came to me and told me this story about his workers working for him, and, and, and he paid them from the olives during Shemitah. I never saw a man who was this proper. Hadar Ba'asi, when the man heard that, he came back. What should I do? What should I do to fix this? What should I do to ameliorate the situation if I was acting improperly? You have to, you have to abandon all the olives. You have to make it hefker. To the dark ones, meaning to the poor people. Be mafker everything. And pay the, the hoers, the people working for you, from your own pocket. That's how you have to fix the situation. Okay? Now, that's how you fix the situation. So before we get to the obvious question over here, let's finish the story. The Gemara says, are you allowed to hoe during Shemitah? He says, he says, what should you do? He didn't tell him to stop hoeing. He said, you should be mafker the olives and pay the workers for doing the hoeing from your own pocket. Don't pay them from the olives. That's improper. So the Gemara says, are you allowed to hoe during Shemitah? During Shemitah, you should let the field rest. Leave it. Let it lie still. Let it rest it from hoeing. And you should 
let it lay fallow from stoning it, and others from taking out the stones. You shouldn't, you shouldn't improve the land. So how can you hold it up here? Amra book like we've learned, if, if you've attended Shiurim and learned about uh, Shemitah now, which is coming upon us, Bezrat Hashem. There's two kinds of home. One is to... Uh, to close up the cracks in the in the ground, the gaps in the ground. Rashi explains sometimes the roots of the trees are exposed or the veins are exposed, and if they leave them that way, they'll dry up and the thing will die. So that's maintaining it. Just cover up the the fissures, the gaps in the ground, the, the cracks that you're allowed to. The Chadavruya, one is to improve it. You improve it by digging up and dur- turning the dirt over and over again and uh, picking, you know, picking it up so it should be soft and improving it. Improving it, you're not allowed to do. You're allowed to maintain, which is basically the halacha of Shemitah. You're allowed to maintain because you can't improve it. So he says, Chadstumipil b'chadavruya ilnei. Avruya ilnei oser. Uh, to improve it, you can't. Stume pili, just to close up the gaps, to close up the cracks, which is maintaining its shoris. And that's basically what the rabbis tell us. You can maintain your garden, but you can't, uh, fix, you can't fix it up. Okay, before we get to the next halacha, what's the obvious question over here? How did Rav Lazar Ratzorik say, I've been here for 40 years, I never saw a man that was so straight as this man. This man had, just, has been, had been violating the laws of, of Shemitah. So what did he mean? That's what Israel Slantra said. I never saw a man that went back, meaning as soon as I told him that he acted improperly, he ran out. He didn't say, I'll fix it tomorrow, okay, when I'll go back, let me stay overnight. He ran out to stop the problem, to stop them immediately from, from taking his olives as, as payment. As he ran out, as he didn't even wait for an explanation, he just said improperly, that's what I mean by that. Then I told him, it was good, so I told him what, he didn't even ask how to fix it. He just ran out right away to stop them immediately. That's what Bishal does. That's the story over here, because otherwise, how do you understand the story that he said, I never saw a man so straight. He came here saying, I've, I've been sinning. What should I, you know, I've been sinning. He told him it's improper. He ran right out to fix it. That's what he meant. I never saw a man who acted with such uh, uh, eagerness and diligence to, to uh, when he heard the halacha. Another thing that Ivo said he learned from If you're out of town and you didn't have communications, they didn't have phones and faxes and emails in those days, and you want to come home on Shabbos, uh, uh, and it's Friday, you sh- if, it's, if it's more than three parasangs, of a long distance, like 12 miles, you shouldn't walk 12 miles because that means you're going to get home right before Shabbos. They won't have food prepared for you. And you're going to cause a little problem at home. In your house, why? And Rashi says, because you come home, come home. You're going to, they don't know that he's coming. And if it's such a long, di- if it's a short distance, he's going to get there Friday morning. Okay, fine. He can make it home before noon, whatever. They'll prepare food. But if it's such a long distance, he's going to get there right before Shabbos. They won't have food prepared for him. For who? Rashi says. And he's going to get angry. Better to stay out of town and don't show up than to be in your house and make anger, cause anger in the house and cause fights. So that's his Loman Let's say you're just going to stop in an inn somewhere. So there you're going to arrange for your own food anyway. You know, they didn't have food in those days there. You knew you were going to arrange. If you're coming home, you're expecting food. You're not going to have food. You're going to cause problems. But to an inn where you make your own food, not a problem. You'll, you'll arrange for your own provisions. You depend on what you're having in your own hand. You're not expecting any food if you show up at a holiday inn uh, right before Shabbos. Even in your house, and as even in your house, you should even to your house where you might where you say it's all yours. You still shouldn't go because you might have a fight. But uh, came to uh, an inn where they're not going to find anything over there. In other words, you should make sure if it's if it's Friday morning and it's going to be a long trip till you get there, and you're going to get there before Shabbos. And in you might not have any food at all. Even in your house where there might be some food, it's all yours, but there won't be enough for you. So stay away and uh, and make Shabbos wherever you are. Amar Kana. 
I, story happened to me. I came home right before Shabbos, and there wasn't even like a small fried fish and uh, fried in, in, in flour, like a little fish pie, a simple food. There was nothing to eat, so that could have caused a problem. I hope he didn't cause a problem. I hope Rafkana was not was was careful about that. Mitzvah's lulav ketzav. So the Mishnah said, remember that our Mishnah and our parak said that they took the lulav when they took him to Harabayas, right? And we explained in the top of today's daf, which is really we learned yesterday, that both of them was what kamzinshus kaim, kamzinshus kaim. Lo, they're both basemishus kaim. In other words, our Mishnah and the Mishnah in the previous parak, in both cases, the we're talking about there was a basemigdash. Because when there was no base of English anymore, they did not take the lulav on Shabbos, as we explained. Just like we don't take the lulav today, but when there was a base of Migdash, they brought the ba- they, when there was a base of English and they and they brought the lulav even if the first day was Shabbos. They took the lulav to the base of Migdash if they were in Yerushalayim. Outside of Yerushalayim, they took it to their own shuls. That's what we said. So he says that they took they took it to they took it to the Harabayas. They they took them to Harabayas and the Shamosim, the Shamoses there, the the. Uh, uh, the, in the in the base migdash would ex, would take them and they would lay them out on the benches around the, on the benches under the portico that surrounded the azara. So it says over there, Tony Tanaka made Rav Nachman sodrin not al gavha itzba like we said, but al gagitz. But his gear so was a Tana learned from Nachman on the roof of the itzba. The, there was a double portico as we'll see around the uh, the azara. If you've seen pictures or illustrations of the azara, there was a double portico. And our mission said they put them on the bench. Underneath the roof of the portico, and this Tana learned from Nachman, he had the gears to not al gav but al gag. The, the, the gimel and the bays look very similar on the roof of the itzba. Amar leis Rav Nachman said, "Why would you put them on the roof of the? They're going to dry out in the sun. We don't want them dried. The lulav is a lulav which is dried out as puzzles." We said, "The gears should be al gav itzba on the on top of the itzba, meaning on the bench of the itzba, on the lower level, not on the top of the roof." Amrachvam Rav Yehuda, this is Rav Yehuda, the, the Amora, not the Tana. Harabai stav, the, the Harabai says a stav kafel, it's a double colonnade, how you? Stav lefnimi stav. In other words, it was a double colonnade, one within the other. And, here, and the, the double colonnade was like built like a portico with a roof on top and the bench on the bottom. And the Lulavim were put on the benches below. That's his point. He's just telling you that once you talk about this, uh, this um, colonnade and the, um, uh, the Itztaba, which is the bench of the um of the uh of the colonnade uh, so he's telling you that it was put on the bench and it was not put on the roof of the colonnade tomorrow's daf is daf mem hey which of course will be on the on the uh, podcast and on sunday morning at the regular time we'll pick it up from the last word on shabbos's daf mace the last word on shabbos's daf shabbat shalom the kulam be well stay safe get your, get your third shot